1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue
2: bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. In the age of digital information, do companies pay enough attention to cybersecurity?
0: If you don't have the capacity or the ability to appropriately protect people's very sensitive data, then maybe you shouldn't be in the business in the first place.
2: There have been several high profile data breaches in Michigan lately, so what's being done to keep you safe? This is the Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. In the span of less than a year, Corwell Health has announced two massive data breaches. Meyer has had one, and just a couple of days ago, a company owned by former presidential candidate Perry Johnson. Well, they went into the same trouble. Those Corwell health breaches, they affected at least a million people.
0: This has become the leading industry in terms of data breaches. Why is that? It's because of the nature of the information. Regular companies might have your name and your date of birth and your address and your email and social security number and all the things that make people susceptible to identity theft. And that in itself, of course, is upsetting and disturbing enough, but companies that are storing your medical information, this is the most private type of information a company can possibly have, right? We're talking about your medical diagnoses, what tests have been performed on you, what prescriptions you're taking. I mean, this is incredibly disturbing that this information becomes known to hackers, it's stored on the dark web, and people can be exploited in all kinds of different ways as a result.
2: That right there is the voice of Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Nessel has been speaking frequently on this issue lately, saying that more needs to be done to hold these companies accountable when they are hacked.
0: We just have so few tools available to us here in Michigan in terms of holding companies accountable when they don't properly protect people's private information. I would suggest this: if you don't have the capacity or the ability to appropriately protect people's very sensitive data, then maybe you shouldn't be in the business in the first place. And what we're saying is we wanna see these companies ensuring that they are better protecting people's personal information. And then when there has been a breach, even if they have utilized best practices, that they're letting us know and they're letting their customers know. We've had a number of different healthcare related businesses where there have been breaches just in the last several months. We are seeing it more and more. It's become incredibly common, unfortunately.
2: I think we all know that the exposure of our personal information can be dangerous. But how dangerous? I put that to Professor Darren Hanna, a professor of engineering at Oakland University who specializes in cybersecurity. I don't know if they're aware of how valuable their personal information actually is.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. Ranging from just basic information and things that your average person would consider, you know, no big deal. Their city they live in, things like that all the way to, of course, things like medical records and things that are you know, very sensitive and you'd want to protect. All of that's extremely valuable. On the one side, people would be interested in basic information for anything like from marketing or even just uh, being able to figure out where to target something bigger. I know that's pretty nefarious, but a lot of it can be mundane. It can be just be marketing and things like that. So all kinds of data is very valuable
2: when we think about data breaches we think about hackers forcing their way in and stealing data but professor hannah said something that surprised me a lot of hacks are inside jobs
3: if it's somebody inside Who has full access to the data, who does breach by taking it with them when they shouldn't, taking it places they shouldn't. Or it could be someone inside that doesn't really have access to it, but through a couple of steps, they gain access to it. Someone from the inside ending up with a data breach, it's definitely within the scope of cybersecurity. In fact, there are many, many of those, actually, many of those.
2: How do you stop that? If I'm stealing stuff at my own computer right now, how would you know it?
3: <laughs> there are lots of uh, steps that you can take in frameworks that uh, have been defined or being defined. Limiting access to only people who, quote, need to know, limiting the amount of data that they can get, limiting who can actually take large quantities versus screen by screen. And then on the other side, you've got logging and monitoring. So even people who are allowed to do things are monitored and there's you know a log tracing their activities so that you could see very quickly how something occurred.
2: But what about those hacks that come from the outside? To stop them, you have to think like them, which is exactly why hacking contests were invented.
3: Being able to have hacking contests hitting our brightest and best against each other to say, okay, let's see who can win. is excellent for both training, it's a great experience, and it's very realistic, and it does also yield interesting things that we hadn't thought
2: of. You mentioned the evolution of the technology, the applications, the people that run those things. What about the evolution of the criminal, the people that are either stealing your data or are distributing your data? I have to imagine maybe like a drug test as the testing evolves, the ability to cheat the test evolves as well. And I wonder if that's true with the hackers.
3: It certainly is. You know, external folks who are also hacking and things like that, the tools definitely evolve. And that's what's so complex for a company and why it's something that they have to engage in continuously is protecting data and evolving their security, is because the hackers are evolving as well. And even if at one point in time you have a totally secure data center, it won't be forever.
2: Earlier, Dana Nessel said that she thinks companies need to do more to secure the data of their customers. Professor Hanna, while not arguing with that, says implementing a cybersecurity apparatus can be complex.
3: It's actually a very living and breathing thing. You can kind of think of it like physical security, right? You might have security cameras. You have to have someone monitoring the camera. You might hire a firm to try to break into your place, let's say at the bank. You know, let's see if we can hire a friendly firm to try and find other ways we haven't thought of. And then the tools advance while you're doing that. So it's actually a continuous investment. It's not really just buying an expensive piece of software. It's actually usually buying multiple expensive pieces of software, finding professionals who are very capable, hiring firms outside so that you can have a second and third sets of eyes who have lots of experience, kind of to almost act like the bad actors. And then once you're done, you're not done (laughs) because things evolve tools that people who want to get data or do harm advance, and so do our protective walls. So it's something that is continuous.
2: Not only does the attorney general think companies are not doing enough to secure data, she also thinks the companies need to be more forthright when the breach happens. But in those recent Corwell breaches, they waited six months to say anything.
0: Think about the damage that was probably done to an untold number of those patients. There are things that these individuals could have done had they known about this right away. People can put fraud alerts on their credit file. They can request a security freeze on their credit. They can avail themselves of the free credit monitoring. They can of course change their password they can be using two-factor authentication and they can start to look for things that they wouldn't normally look for if they didn't know about this breach bills for services that were never received or errors in their explanation of benefits or if they're getting calls or letters from debt collectors about money that they don't owe for services that were never provided There are so many things that people could do to better protect themselves, but only if they know that their private information is out there and that there was a breach of this nature.
2: I assumed the goal here is to stop cyber hacking. And in theory, it is. But Darren says that's not realistic.
3: We'd all like zero car accidents, right? Maximum protection everywhere, you know, zero jail breaks, zero bank robberies, right? But yet they still happen. I mean, what we can do is reduce the risk down to something extremely, extremely small, right? There's a risk when you get up in the morning. There's a risk for any data out there. But the important part is engaging in this continued effort to protect that data so that you can make that risk really, really, really small. I mean, you know, today we have excellent security systems, but, you know, there are still bank robberies and there are still car accidents and there are still other things that go on. And then, of course, being able to look at that, learn from that, and make it so that it doesn't happen again is something that's also critical. And that's where a lot of the monitoring can
2: help. In making this episode, it does seem that the average company could do more to help protect the private information of their customers. But it's also on that customer. Pay attention to who is collecting what data from you. Your information holds the keys to your life. Remember that. Today's big thanks go out to Darren Hanna for speaking with me. Also, thanks to my colleague John Hewitt for his conversation with Dana Nessel. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local stories on demand 24-7. Do you want that Daily J delivered right to you? All you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions
1: to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.